Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right. Welcome to another 49ers Rush podcast. Glad that the faithful is still strong and well. We come up short again. Oh, man. 0-9 49ers. We lose a... It wasn't really close, but it was a lot closer than the score would indicate. We lost 20-10 to to the fighting Drew Stantons. Oh, man, I hate that guy. And uh, he came out on top. And we got to give it to the Cardinals. Their game plan was far superior than what we had. And we'll get into that. We'll go through. We're going to break down some film. Offense and defensive MVPs, and we'll kind of, everything is, we're changing our trajectory. Instead of just telling you about the good and bad of all these players, we are focusing on the future. (laughs) So we're talking younger players, players that are going to be around for a while, because let's be honest, there's about eight players on this roster that are starting right now that have no business being on an active roster in the NFL, that the injuries and... It's just terrible. There was a graphic during the game that showed how many teams or how many players each team had on IR. And to to no surprise, the 49ers are leading the entire NFL with players who are on IR. And that number is growing today. So it's going to be even worse next week. So we're going to go through the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, We'll get into some fun stuff and when we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you did not listen to last week's episode... It's about 35 minutes of nothing but Jimmy Garoppolo. Basically get into his DNA, blood type, everything you could ever want to know. So if you want to figure that out, uh, go back and listen to that one. But let's jump into this game. So we, we lost 20-10, to 10, and we're going to do offense first. Now the offensive MVP, hands down in this game, this was a very easy one, and that's Carlos Hyde. Now the reason why he's MVP is what's troubling. He only had 12 carries, and the game was lost by 10 points. We were down... Huh, we were only down like <laughs> it wasn't that bad. And that's the thing that stinks so bad. It was 13 to 10 or 14 to 10. I apologize. It was a one score game going into the fourth quarter and we completely abandoned the running game. I have no idea what the call was here and why we did that. It, it wasn't like it was ineffective. We averaged 3.7 yards per rush. And so Hyde went 12 for 41, but he had 11 targets in the passing game. And so he had nine catches for 84 yards. And I understand the argument, well, we just elongated the running game and threw screens and quick routes. Eh, maybe. But whenever your quarterback gets hit as much as he did, you can't say that. So this is a huge flaw, and I was very upset at the coaching and the play calling. Now, this is Kyle Shanahan's first run at head coach, but he got out coached today. And I think he got out coached today on both sides of the ball. So let's jump back into Carlos High. He came out quick and looked great. It was just consistent. He he got he got met at the line a couple times, but man, he showed some bursts that it, it was wonderful. Very very excited about Carlos Hyde moving forward. Um, he did have a couple bad pass pros, which is uncharacteristic 
uncharacteristic of him. He got Bethard hit three times because he didn't step up properly and he missed his guy one time and took a bad angle. Best receiving game so far, probably his entire pro career, except for the very last play. Um, he got the ball boinked off of his face mask. But besides that, I mean, he was nine catches for 10 targets and 84 yards. Just balled out and just sold out, played as hard as he could. It was very awesome to see. Now let's jump into C.J. Bethard, our quarterback. He threw the ball 51 times. This is beyond inexcusable in a 20-10 to 10 game whenever you were only down six points in the fourth quarter. You have a rookie quarterback who's making his third start. You have a terrible offensive line that you're, you have not even your backup tackle in. You have your third string tackle, and then you have Trent Brown playing on the left side, and he's used to the right side. He has, he struggled a little bit, but Trent Brown's amazing. And, and again, I, I really do think that Trent Brown is he's a top three piece moving forward. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, Ruben Foster, and Trent Brown are about as important as they get for the 49ers. And he's probably going to be the left tackle of our future. And so it's wonderful to see him step in there and get, I mean, he went against Chandler Jones, and that's no small feat, but he, he fared so well. He, he's so long and so big. It's so weird. You see him standing in the huddle, and he's a solid, it, it looks like he's standing next to a bunch of running backs. He's bigger than the offensive linemen. That's, he's just gigantic. But back to C.J. Bethard, 24 for 25. He threw for almost 300 yards, uh, one interception, which wasn't a bad read or anything. He just bounced the ball off of Trent Brown's big head. <laughs> Trent Brown's so big, he spiked it off of his head, and he got intercepted. He had three rushes for 16 yards and a touchdown. And he is very, very – he uses his feet well. He's not a burner. He's not fast, but he runs hard, and he will give up his body, which is eh, – I'm not, not sure I love that. He looked amazing during the two-minute drill right before the half, and any time he was in a hurry-up – Man, he seemed to be in his element, so I don't know if we want to go to a no-huddle kind of spread-type formation out there and just kind of let him read, but whenever he doesn't have the huddle and he's just kind of quick-paced, he looks exceptional. So now let's get to the very bad things with C.J. Bethard. Oh, Bethard, Bethard, Bethard. Sacked 16 times and hit 47 times so far this year. Um, he was sacked five times in this game, but that is terrible. Like, we're going to ruin this kid because one of the strongest things about him coming out scouting film is that he does not give in to pressure. He will stay in and take the hit. He is not the kind of guy that gets, like, whimsical or is soft against the, the rush, which is beautiful, but not against a terrible interior offensive line whenever you have these guys screaming in his face and just knocking the bejesus out of him. He took several hits to the head. None of them were flagged, of course. The officials do not like us. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I, as an ex-coach, like, never, ever allow a student, a football player to talk bad about the officials. Like, that's just who I am. But these officials were god-awful. Yeah, a lot of the penalties that we got, they should have been against us. But, man, they were picking up flags on pass interference that were just not supposed to be picked up. Our quarterback's getting hit in the head time and time again, and they're not doing anything about it. It was absolutely piss-poor offici officiating. I really hope Kyle Shanahan sends a lot of plays in because we, we've got to get something to go our way. Now, he looked wonderful scrambling. As I said, he's very, very good running. Uh, he had an awesome scramble down the side where he extended for the pylon. He just stepped out a couple spots too soon. Um, but, man, absolutely great game, and he's tough as hell. 
He spiked his hand, his thumb, off of the defender one time whenever he got hit. And you could see him. It was on his throwing hand. And he's holding his thumb. And you could see him just like, man, I don't know if I could hold the ball. But he stayed in. Didn't make a great pass play. We punted. He turned out to be all right. But he's just super, super tough. And it's pretty impressive what this kid has done so far. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be our quarterback in the future, but I think he's going to be around for a very long time, and that makes me super happy. I really do believe this kid could be successful if we had a strong supporting cast and play calling worth a damn. Kyle Shanahan's amazing. I'm so glad he's our head coach, but he is learning a lot. I, I guarantee you he walked back into the room and was like, we threw the ball how many times? Wait, we didn't run the ball in the second half? And he's going to be like, damn, we can't do that anymore. I really wish he would just script out the start of every quarter or the start of every drive because he's so damn smart. He, he's so great. He just might be a little too smart for his, his own good right now. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk gets injured, a neck injury, had a huge fumble, kind of screwed us and shot us in the foot before the game even got started. This is the second time Kyle Juszczyk has done this, and I'll, I'll have to say it. Not worth the contract. Now, we have all the money doesn't mean anything to me. It's not my money. But we're paying this guy high, high dollar. And his snap counts, his contribution, and his mistakes are not matching. So that's got to change. Marquise Goodwin, oh, my gosh. Five dropped passes. Five. Now, two of those were contested catches, but they hit him in the chest. Five dropped passes. Uh, eight targets, two catches. He had that one catch that was amazing for uh, 68 yards or 55-yard catch. And, man, we just we need consistency. You cannot have somebody that's dropping these passes with a young quarterback and a piss-poor offensive line and expect us to sustain drives. It's just not going to happen. And Goodwin is killing us in this field. Um, now, Lakin Tomlinson, oh, our interior man, definitely worst game of the year. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson to the left, Fusco right guard, and Kilgore. Kilgore played atrocious. He got absolutely manhandled time and time again. It was it was so bad. And then if you look at our receivers, we had so many drop balls. We're, we're finally getting passes to them that is catchable, not being overthrown or underthrown by Brian Hoyer, and they're dropping it. Now, I will say this, Kendrick Bourne, shout out to my boy. He is awesome. He had his very first catch of his career. He had two good catches. And played pretty well. He had a drop as well. But kid played wonderful. Wonderful. Now let's jump over to defense. And oh my goodness. Defensive MVP. Probably the game MVP if I had to give him. That's Ruben Foster. 14 tackles. And a tackle for loss. Completely dominated. This kid. Oh my god. I saw a stat. I don't know if this still holds true. The Miami game. Oakland game's going now. But he was four tackles ahead of the next player in the NFL. Uh, for most tackles this week. He was all over the field. And they were not soft tackles. He put AP on his back four times. One-on-one, -on -one, solo, textbook, run through, wrap up, lift up, drive back. I mean, AP is a man. And he totally put it on him. Now, AP had a great game. You got to give hats off to him. I mean, geez. It, it's crazy. He ran for a career-high 37 for 159 yards. And this is where it gets interesting because their team stats weren't really that much better than ours. They just had a game plan. 49ers aren't going to score a lot of points. Let's limit our mistakes and just pound the ball and just try to sustain drives. Whereas us, 
I don't know what I don't, I don't it doesn't make sense what we did but anyway so hats off to AP he had a great game I can't stand the man but he played very very well back to Ruben Foster showed up early and was just the life of the defense he got injured oh man and I, I yelled a very loud cuss word uh, my wife got mad at me because I was in front of my son but hey I'm faithful you got to do what you got to do He's grabbing his leg, and on replay, you can see his own man kind of rolled up on his ankle, and it was the same ankle. He had that high ankle sprain. It looked bad. He comes to the sideline, um, and he's out the next series. Like, luckily, it just wasn't too bad, and he was okay, and he came out, and this kid can be amazing. The only issue is injuries. He started three games this year, and he's been injured in all three games. Now, they're all weird things. And so this is this is the question. Is it injury prone or just unlucky? You had the high ankle sprain where he got rolled up the first time. We had that today. Um, he's had the shoulder issues in college. And so, like, what's it going to be? The rib injury. Like, there's just so much. And he plays so violent and so fast. But if he can somehow stay healthy, we have an all-pro linebacker. Like, he is playing at that level already, which is crazy because it's his first year. And so he is an all-pro player. He won't win that this year because he's missed so many games and he's on the Niners. But you're talking about a guy that can lead the NFL in tackles. And he got after the quarterback a couple times on some blitzes. And so there's so much there to be thankful for, and I'm so, so excited. I just One of the best plays I've seen all year— um, I, I'm going to cut the clip and put it on my Twitter feed, JL underscore Chapman, if you want to go look at it. But it happened on third and one in the fourth quarter with about five minutes and 50 seconds left. It was just a simple ISO play, and he shot the gap and hit AP dead in his tracks three yards in the backfield and gave his team a chance to win. They were in the red zone, and if they got that, they were probably going to score and make it a two-score game. But he stuffed it and held them to a field goal and gave our offense a chance. It's one of those plays that if Luke Keekley made it, it would be all over Sports Center because their team's competitive. We're just not to that point yet. But if he can stay playing at this level, 49ers fan, you, we need to be proud. Eric Reed went out and played great. He's the only safety we have. Everybody is out. Everybody is hurt. Buckner played great as always. Oh, sh shout out to Eric Reed on his interception. It was so great. It was a 50-50 ball, and he just wanted it more and took it. Um, now let's get to the bad. Akilo Witherspoon, my man. He is Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde. Close to the field, if you're talking like 15 yards, he's one of the best mirror corners because of how long and quick he is. And he can get his hands on the ball. It's, it's exceptional. First play of the game, gives up, gets burned for 52 yards. Gives up the touchdown. Both touchdowns were scored on him, were completely his fault. Um, it's just... The talent is there, but it's so much potential. And potential just means he hasn't done it yet. He had a great game last week. Got to give him props for that. But he came out this week, and they game-planned to, to attack him. And it worked. Again, gave up both touchdowns and that 52-yarder. Uh, now, he did make a couple tackles. Uh, he had four tackles, and he came up and even had a tackle for loss against Adrian Peterson 101. Now, I call him tackles. He's not a tackler. He does not use his arms. He just lowers his shoulder and dives. Uh, which hopefully I, I don't think they're going to try to fix that. I think the coaching staff is basically saying, as long as you're aggressive, we'll be happy. So hopefully that continues, but it's, it's good play, terrible play, good play, terrible play. And, and that's what, what happens with rookies. 
So let's get him out of his system. Hopefully he steps up and gets better. He's so skilled. Um, Ronald Blair was back. He had four tackles. He got washed down several times. Um, it's his first game back this year, so hopefully he can anchor that line a little bit better. Uh, Doosable. Oh, man. This is might be a hot take. I think he's better than Eric Armstead already. He had seven tackles and played limited snaps, but I'm telling you right now, he is better than Eric Armstead. I, I really, and we just picked him up. <laughs> he was like on the streets three weeks ago. So take that for what you will. Jaquiski Tart, man, uh, broke his wrist. He's done for the year. Uh, it's two weeks in a row we've lost a starting safety to the IR and gives us number 17 on the season. For most players in the IR. So yay, fun. Adrian Colbert comes in and played great. Five tackles. It made the best play of any safety that we have had this year. It was exceptional. The quarterback tried to look him off to the right and then threw a deep down the sideline fade to the left. And he showed his speed. And he got there and got his hands on it and broke it up, which is exactly what you want in a single high safety. Think Earl Thomas. I uh, think Ed Reed, like it was awesome because Jimmy Ward, he made a couple similar plays, but nothing close to this. This was absolutely great. So if we can get him to just consistently do that, because he's the guy now, um, wouldn't be surprised if we bring back, bring back and sign up Lorenzo Jerome, but Colbert's going to be the guy. He's going to be starting next week, which is very, very sad, but that's okay. I'm rooting for him. Uh, he's a Longhorn guy, just like me. And uh, transferred to Miami. I, I want nothing but the best for this guy. Dayton Jones, newly signed guy, played awful. Three different times that I saw, he was blown over five yards off the ball on a running play. And if you want to know, if you go back and watch any of the highlights, and if it's a big Adrian Peterson play, it's because Dayton Jones got blow, blown up. He plays way too high at the snap. He kind of pops up and looks, and you can't do that. It's just very undisciplined. Special teams, Robbie Gold's amazing as always. Um, he kicked a 42-yard field goal. I really wish we would have tried that field goal at the half. It was like a 52-yarder, and they just didn't even give him a chance. He was over there pleading with the coach. I wish they would have tried it. But um, Victor Baldwin, Mostart, oh my gosh, they are just studs on special teams. Now, let's talk a little bit about random kind of team stat stuff and coaching. We lost the offensive line battle and the defensive line battle. And any time you lose both of those, you're not going to win unless you win the turnover differential or big play. And we didn't hit any of those. And so the turnovers were huge. Uh, we went 2-2. Two to two. Shouldn't have been 2-2. Two to two. Both of our turnovers were stupid. But I think all turnovers are stupid, so let me caveat that. Uh, one thing, Kyle Shanahan, he is 5-6 for six on the year for challenges. Uh, at one point, he was 5-for-5, five five, but he missed his last one of the game. So 5-for-6, which, hey, he's a smart guy. we we got to give him some props. Now let's uh, get into, again, absolutely terrible play calling. You cannot throw the ball 51 times with a rookie quarterback that's getting hit as much as he can. And your run game is being effective, and it was only a one-score game in the fourth quarter. All right, I think I said those things. I'm going to be saying them tonight in my sleep. Penalties. We lose the penalty battle again. Hashtag surprised. Uh, eight penalties for 53 as opposed to two for 25 for Arizona. And they didn't have a penalty called until late in the fourth quarter. Uh, horrible officials. It was absolutely just some terrible calls. I don't want to get into that. Uh, but, oh, man, it makes me so mad. Love the fight at the end of the game. C.J. Um, Beathard goes in and slides feet first, plays over. 
piece of crap, I don't even want to say his name, um, dives in and shoves his like shoulder slash elbow into the throat head area of Bethard and keeps it there. Like, I mean, it was completely malicious. He's going to be suspended, or not suspended, he's going to be fined by the NFL. And so Carlos Hyde, man, he gets in there. Lakin Tomlinson started it, which I love that. They both got in there and started fighting. And both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan both said, hey, props to Carlos Hyde for getting in there and standing up for your quarterback. He got ejected. He tried to fight. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Dansby. But it was a defensive lineman over 100 pounds bigger than he was. And Carlos Hyde was like, let's go, which is so wonderful. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyway, injuries. Uh, George Kittle got hurt on like the first series ankle. Played through it because he's a badass. Had like three more catches after that. But he was limping the whole game. Finally, in the fourth quarter, they took him out and put Selleck in. Selleck played okay. Selleck played all right. Jaquiski Tart, like I said, he's gone. Trent Taylor left the game with rib injury. Kyle Juszczyk, neck injury again. I hope this isn't a concussion. If it is, they might shut him down for the year because uh, he's had a couple already. Cole Hikatini left early with a knee. Uh, Ruben Foster, his ankle injury, but he seems okay. Elijah Lee, another special teamer, gone with the knee. It's just stupid. It's way too many injuries for one team. It, it, it's got to stop. With, to be this unlucky is, I guess it's good to get that out of the way. You never want people to get hurt. It's their livelihood and the team, but it's bigger than that. It's their bodies. It's their personal life. But anyway, we'll see what happens with those, but we do know that Tart is done for the year with his broken wrist. Um, now, next week, oh, man, if you want to know about a winnable game, we have one. The New York Giants are flying all the way to California for the 125 game, and they are 1-7. and seven. They are number three. On the pecking order for worst team in the NFL. It goes Browns, then your wonderful 49ers, and then the Giants. Uh, that's not my ranking. That's based on uh, the draft. So the way that they do it is strength of schedule, wins and losses, and they cross those. So that's kind of where we're at right now. This is a very winnable game. They have looked absolutely terrible. And hopefully we could get our first win. We need to win a game. Now after this, I do not think that we see... Our new shiny toy. Um, I don't think Jimmy's going to play next week. I really don't. Because we have the Giants at home. Then we have our bye week. Then we have Seattle at home. And I think that Seattle game, and I understand everybody said it on Twitter. They were saying, why would you send him out there for the first game against Seattle? That sounds ridiculous. Well, here's why. He's going to have four weeks by then in our playbook. He's going to have a full two weeks to prepare for a single opponent. We'll have Joe Staley back. Um, and I'm going to be really honest with you. The Seahawks defense is not what it used to be as far as pass rush goes. Yeah, they're still a great defense, absolutely great defense, but they're not the same team. And what are you going to do after that? After that, you have at the Bears, who I think has a much better defense than Seattle, and then at the Texans, which, again, they've lost some key guys, but they're still a stout defense. Then you got the Titans and the Jaguars, then at the Rams. Those are the remaining games. We do not have easy defenses anymore. So you've got to get him out there. You've got to see what he's got at some point. I, I think you want to get him at least three to four games. And I just I think that Seattle game, you roll him at home, and we see what we can do. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at. I'll keep you up to date. And again, check out my Twitter, JL underscore Chapman. If you want to see, I've been doing a lot of cut-ups on video. And I'm going to do a Reuben Foster compilation of all of his freaking tackles because he was amazing. 
But anyway, uh, thanks for subscribing, guys. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe on iTunes. Appreciate it. It helps the show out a lot. But thanks a lot, and I will talk to you guys next week. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.